Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we're taking some time to ask the question, can gratitude and hope coexist? Which maybe at first blush, that feels like an easy yes. We'd probably say, sure, why not? Why can't gratitude and hope coexist? But I did find myself thinking more deeply about this question recently as I read a blog post on gratitude where the author was talking about, and I feel like this is probably relatable to so many, but they loved their home in so many ways. And at the same time, there were all of these things that they felt like, oh, we could fix this, we could fix that, if only we had the money. And so on one side of the coin, if we're pointing to all the things that we wish were different in our lives, does that lead only to complaining and discontent? Does it ultimately lead nowhere good? If that's what wanting things leads to, maybe we just need to stick with the gratitude, right? Like hope for something else that would be an ideal, maybe no good. But on the other side of the coin, why can't both be true? Can I both be deeply grateful for my home and have these hopes and dreams for what my home could be in the future? Can I hold those things in tension or is the tension doomed to fail? And so with those things being said, I'll open the question up for all of us. Can gratitude and hope coexist? What do you think? So what immediately comes to mind for me is actually an old Cheryl Crow song, Soak Up the Sun. And she has this line, it's not having what you want, but wanting what you've got. And I think there's some profound wisdom in that being maybe a first step of wanting what we've got and what we have and starting in that place of gratitude, like you're mentioning, Christina. And I think also sometimes it's, there are things that we don't have that we want, but I think there's a difference between starting from that place of having what I want and being grateful to use your words grounded in that. And then from that place, maybe aspiring for some other things feels a little bit different for me than just a grumbling discontent. I don't like this and this as a starting place for that. So that's something that immediately comes to mind for me. Yeah. I think initially my first thought is, oh, of course they can exist together. But examining the question, I think why would hope exist would be a question that I have. I think the reason for hope is because you see that you're in a place that you don't want to be and you could see something in the future that would be better. And I think of different sayings that come from different sources, like thinking about faith, hope, and love. These are the things that are going to remain, right? Like hope will remain in the world or in the human heart and condition because there's a need for it. Like we, where we're at now, there's still some brokenness. There's not a holistic portion of us yet. And that's what it means to exist in the world is (laughs) to experience brokenness. And I think hope is something that propels us into this future wholeness that we want to, that we want to integrate into our lives. But I also think that gratitude along the way is one of the, it's fuel in the tank to get us there. I think it's what propels us to that hope, having gratitude for what is. And it's just stopping to notice what good is there right now. 
even though this might be where I want to be in the future. Yeah, even as you're talking, first of all, I love these questions that you're asking around going deeper with it. So thank you for that. And it it makes me reflect on a few weeks back, there was this Advent season and hope is one of the weeks in the Advent season. And there was a moment where I definitely recognized a couple of places where I for the first time in my life could admit, I don't know if I have hope for those things. Do I think those things could actually happen? And I think I took hope for granted as a young person. (laughs) And as I've gotten older, there's a lot more time that I've observed something go wrong multiple times over. And so now I'm starting to wonder in my lifetime, Could, and some of it's like relational connection stuff, could that relational piece actually smooth out? Could that end in a good experience or not? Or are there like readjustments to expectation? What is hope? Is hope expectation? Everybody always talks about the biblical verse, faith is assurance of things hoped for and they're, yep, done. But what is hope? Is it this ideal? Is it an expectation? Can I live with it if I don't get that thing that I was hoping for in the way that I was hoping for it? I don't know. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, I think it's in the Proverbs where it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think that when we are not experiencing hope, there does seem to be a, like an inner, I am not well. And what does that mean? And I think sometimes, at least in my life, in order to restore hope, there has to be an acknowledgement of that inner sickness or whatever has left me feeling empty or blank or disappointed or devastated even at times and to allow that healing to come in so that if hope does emerge again, it's coming from a clean place of wholeness and understanding, like not in a naive way, hoping like crossing your fingers and wishing on a star kind of a hope, but this is actually a measured hope. And if I'm putting my heart out again to hope it is with the understanding of an adult sense of what that means, which I think has a little bit more gravity to it in a good way, actually. I appreciate what both of you guys are naming and lifting up. I think something that comes to mind for me is a relational dynamic. I think there are a few relationships that whenever I think about, oh, I don't want to but <laughs> if a certain person walks into the room, it's like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to get in a conversation with them. It's like a negative Nancy experience. I don't want to hear all the absence of hope is essentially what I'm thinking. And one of the things that I notice, I've had maybe three or four of these relationships in my life where I have to engage with people that they're the absence of hope has been with them for numerous years. And I was actually thinking about one particular relationship, like I'm trying to introduce gratitude as a spiritual practice. What do you think about this? And I've, I've mentioned it for years and it just doesn't take. And, and so thinking about gratitude and hope, I think they not only can they coexist, they have to exist together. Because if you're a person that doesn't have any hope and everything out of your mouth is the world is against me, it's me against the world. And oh, here's another way that the universe is out to get me. If that's part of your speech, that's part of what you're always lifting up in your life and in your relationships with others. I think, yeah, you're going to, you're 
projecting that into your future life. You're projecting that it is hopeless. You're projecting that nothing good could happen. You're projecting all this negativity. It really rises up in me. I think gratitude has to exist with hope. I like that. I agree with you. And I can see why I think there are certain systems that they just won't do it. They won't go into the future. They'll say, no, I'm just going to stay right here in the present moment. The gratitude is used for right now, but looking into the future, that's some sort of reaching and we're not going to reach. So we're just going to stay right here and be present. But in other systems, there is this opportunity to look forward and allow that little glimmer of what is good now to mean that there's a trajectory, that there's something happening, that there's a journey, that it's evolving, all these things that we talk about and leaning into that somehow. But these are different ways of being, right? To just use our gratitude for now or to allow our gratitude to move us towards hope. They're not the same. And actually I looked up the definition of hope from the dictionary and it's a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen And then another one is a feeling of trust, wanting something to happen or be the case. So again, we hear strands of desire, of vulnerability, of trust in naming that. And I think to your point, Chris, I think it is easy to just stay and small and to not have those things to guard our hearts. But I do think that if we're going to be people that are growing and experiencing the fullness of life, there is a degree of, yes, I'm present here and out of that place of present gratitude and appreciation. I do hope for, I hope to be able to dance at my kid's wedding, for example. And so I want to be healthy enough to do that. And so I'm making choices now, grateful for my health now, and in the hopes that down the road, I can do that. So I think that that both and that you're describing, Christina, really resonates. And I like that you mentioned that's a very practical experience, right? Like I, I want to dance at my whoever's wedding. I think you also have to have glimpses of light or glimpses of hope or whatever it is that you want to say. So if you want to lose X amount of weight, you have to have an experience of stepping on the scale and that number going down. And that is a hope-filled experience, right? Stepping on the scale, seeing it going down. And that is an experience of propelling you to keep doing the things that you're doing to drop the weight. So I like you bringing that up. It's a very practical and a very good visual for hope. And I think even building off of that with whatever practical thing it is, maybe I hope to do an exotic trip someday, or I hope to buy a house, or if we're still talking practical, you're right. There is the reality that I have to look at my bank account right now. And my bank account says this, and that doesn't feel hopeful. And so I can be stuck in that and feel like, for me or the scale says, or whatever your thing is, right? As opposed to, yes, this is what is now. And in my vulnerability, I'm going to name that desire. I do desire this. There is a trust that can be a path for me. And then from there, having that, the action or the determination or the mindset or whatever it is that brings that. And I do agree with you, Chris, that along the way, there has to be those pieces of gratitude and celebration of, wow, look at me. I got a raise at work, or I was able to save a hundred bucks or whatever it is along the way in a very practical sense. I think also there's big things, climate change, wars, all those things. And I think, so there's the sort of practical, my little life things that I hope for, but then these wide, huge things that you're hopeful for a better future. Right. And I think sometimes without that gratitude, it's what's the point. It can feel so despairing. So I think that there is that both sides of the coin that you're mentioning, Christina, seems really important. Yeah, I love how you're framing it. It's so helpful. And there's this mystery 
that exists. What does gratitude do inside of us? And I've read a little bit about how the emotions connect. So you're never usually just experiencing one. Awe is often going to lead you to compassion and gratitude. Gratitude might lead you to joy. There's these kind of offshoots, but they tend to take us outside of ourselves. And so suddenly we're having more connected experience and So when it comes to these things that are larger than life, there's a couple of things that I've thought about around it. Number one is like, yeah, my ideal might not happen. That is part of the story. Or it might be like, I'm going to do this like little piece of the ideal and someone else is going to come after me and do another piece of the ideal and on it's going to go. And so sometimes the picture is just maybe broader, but there is something now what happens Why is it possible that we can experience good feelings and negative feelings at the same time? But it's true that often in the most difficult experiences, people can experience joy, similar with gratitude. Even in the midst of a difficult experience, we have this ability to know that it's not all bad. But Chris, as you're saying, sometimes it's really become difficult to access it. And Do I need a spiritual practice or something to help me access it is definitely in there, but it is amazing how they can coexist. Yeah. That reminds me, Christina, of in the Bible in the new Testament, it talks about giving thanks in our circumstances rather than for our circumstances. And I do think that sometimes we all face really difficult circumstances. And yet in the midst of this trial that I'm walking through or this really dark period for what do I have thanks for? Right. And that there's something about that, putting one foot in front of the other, and not that we have to be thankful for the darkness or whatever is happening to us, but there, there does seem to be some power in the in and that the traversing, the traveling through that with that in our spiritual practice container, if you will. Yeah. And I appreciate thinking of seasons as well. Like currently we're in a winter season, right? It's darker for much more time than it is normally during the year. And it's just a season. Currently, we've you mentioned Advent. I'm appreciative for seasons in our calendar that are invitations to experience the different things that life has to offer. And right now, winter is here and the longing for warmer days or where we can experience sunshine is there. It's present. There's also harvesting as a part of our schedule. There's all these different rhythms and find myself being mindful of gratitude and hope as a seasonal part of my my spiritual rhythms. So thinking about looking at gratitude, looking at hope in the context of what does the what does the seasonal rhythms have to offer us? Those staples in our life. Yeah, and this is really good, right? Because it means that we can acknowledge the difficult and it doesn't mean that Oh, that's just all bad now. We can go there, right? We've decided that is possible that we can get stuck in the negative. We can develop maybe some limiting beliefs or mindsets around that. But with the use of gratitude, we can maybe hold them in tension a little bit. And I think I am a gratitude junkie. So, you know, you've got me at hello on that one (laughs) a little bit. And we play this game in our house a lot, finding ways to be grateful, even in the dark. And I'm always a little bit amazed. I have some friends who recently said, oh, I love 
the longest night of the year. I love the darkness of the season. It's the same when people are like, I love rainy days to which I'm always like, because you don't have all this hair, but they help me, right? Like people that embrace the that aspect of it helped me to be more well-rounded and to hold all of that tension and to find ways to appreciate what's harder. So thank you both for this conversation. I really appreciate it. And now is the moment in our podcast where we take some time to talk about what we are into. So Tell me, what are you into? I am into and very grateful for Costco. We go all the time and gosh, I think I take it for granted, but I love buying things in bulk. I love the different seasonal, different foods that they cycle in and out. We just got our tire repaired there. So it's a one-stop shop. You can get the automotive things done while you're shopping. And I don't know, it's just fun. And again, mentioning it's winter time, it's there's this big warehouse so you can walk around and there's spaciousness in there. So I am all about and grateful for Costco. I'm into I'm into the thought of record players. And recently we got an email. There's a recording studio in Wisconsin that's recorded all these artists for over 30 years. And the recording studio is retiring. And so they donated all their records to a grace. And uh, so I'm asking the question, do I want a record player in my life right now? And so I haven't made that decision yet, but I think I love the idea of record players in my life in the future. Just having that spaciousness to pull out a record, walk over, put it on, put the needle, set it, and sit on my couch with the spaciousness, no kids yelling in any corner of the house, but to be able to hear the music, the crackle, everything. I find myself longing, hope-filled future for records. Oh, I totally feel you. I have a number of hopes for quiet moments in my life. (laughs) It's the season. You know what I am into? Oh, wait, first I have to say Costco is amazing. And for all the move, like there's that movie where Tom Hanks is stuck in a terminal for it wasn't really his life. But if we got stuck in a Costco, I would not be sad just saying. But what I am into, so over the holiday season, we had looked for something small for our bedroom that would imitate the idea of the holiday, but that we could keep year round. And we found, so our bedroom has backed art pieces and stuff anyways. And we happen to find, you if you don't like sparkles and light, you won't like this. But we found a very sparkly tree with these kind of little crystals that hang off and these LED lights that reflect light off of all these little crystals. And so now we like turn the light down kind of low in the bedroom when all the kids have gone to bed and it's quiet and there's this beautiful glow and we can leave it out all year because it's not so holiday-esque. It's, and it kind of matches the art. So, so in love with the sparkly lit up tree <laughs> in our bedroom. Thank you everybody for being with us. We'll look forward to being with you again soon. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes, or 
Visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week. Thank you.